Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. My guest doesn't have just one healing angel. She has seven healing angels that travel with her wherever she goes and tells her what to pray. Even healings take place. Like at a meeting she was at, there were a hundred people instantly healed of arthritis. Wanted to pray for you. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Is God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth today? Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural! If someone has one healing angel that goes with them wherever they go, I think that's fabulous. But my guest has seven healing angels. Tell me about how they operate with you, these healing angels. I was ministering at, at a healing conference in Ocala, Florida. And during a break, during between the seminars, um, one of the pastors came up to me and he said, Becky, do you know you have an angel that follows you wherever you go? And I said, yes, I do, because people see him. And he said, you actually have seven. And, and he said, the six follow the one. He says, do you know what the angel does? And I said, tell me, what does my angel do? And he said, well, he has this little book and he reads from his book into your ear. And after after he's done saying what, what he's reading from his book, you then repeat what he says. And he said, do you know what he does when you pause? I said, tell me, what does he do when he pause? And he said, he's searching through his book. And when he finds another thing that he wants you to say, he reads it out loud to you, and then you repeat what he says. And Sid, that is to me very prophetic, and I believe that's how the prophetic works, because all we do when we minister in the prophetic is we surrender our voices to Him, and we speak what the Spirit of God would have us say. I'm just kind of curious, do you sometimes hear His a voice and speak what you hear, or you just speak it because it's coming out of you? How, do, how does that work? It works both ways. Usually it's, it's just, I just have surrendered my voice many years ago to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I just open up my mouth and he starts speaking. But sometimes I literally will hear him speak in my ear. He'll call me by name and I will hear him. I'll actually even feel his breath in my ear and he speaks to me. And so I just repeat what he says. So tell, let me take you back to that meeting you had with a hundred people with arthritis. Tell me what occurred. 
I was ministering about the redemptive blood of Jesus, and I think this might have been in Pennsylvania, and, and it was time to give the altar call for healing, and I heard the Spirit of God say to me, call out people with arthritis, tell them to come forward. And so I did that. I said, if you're, if you're struggling with arthritis, I want you to come forward. We're going to minister to you first. And I'm serious. About 100 people stood up and came immediately to that altar. And there were so many of them to save time. I just had them hold hands in groups. And I released the healing power of the Holy Spirit to them in that manner. And I said, in Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of arthritis. And I release the healing power of the Holy Spirit into your joints. And I command the pain and the swelling to be gone. And I told them, put your faith in action and do what you couldn't do. And they started moving their body parts. And almost every single one of them were instantly healed. Hmm. Tell me about the, listen to this, a brain tumor melted. It's an amazing testimony. I know a woman in Europe, and she emailed me, and she said, Becky, I wasn't feeling good, and I had to go to the doctor because she started to faint in things. So she went to the doctor, and they ran some tests on her, and they found out that she had a brain tumor, and they said they had to operate on her very soon. And so she went home and she emailed me right away and she said, Becky, will you please pray with me? And I said, okay, I'm praying with you. I'm joining my faith with you, but I want you to start prophesying this over your own body in Jesus' name. And I said, say, in Jesus' name, I renounce this spirit of death. In Jesus' name, I renounce this this tumor, and I curse it at its very root and its very seed. In Jesus' name, I command it to shrivel up and be eliminated from my body in Jesus' name. And I said, keep saying it over and over, however many times it comes to you. You just keep speaking it out. You keep prophesying that over your body. She had to go to the doctor the very next day for another test. They were Excuse me. That was key. You said you speak to your own body? Yes. Explain that. Because according to God's word, Proverbs 18:21, we have the power of life and death in every word that we speak. There are certain times when you need to speak life to something, and other times when it comes to Satan and his wicked works, like sickness and disease, we need to speak death to certain things, like tumors. We need to speak out loud. Because it's not what you're thinking that's going to come to pass. It's what you are speaking out loud. So let me take you back to the person that had the tumor. Yes, and so she goes to the doctor the very next day. And all day long, the day before, she's been, she's been quoting this, prophesying this over her own body. And she gets to the doctors and they run some more tests. And there's several doctors there because they're going to be operating on her within days. And, and they're all just confused about what they're seeing on these tests. And they're starting to argue with one another because they had never seen anything like this. Overnight, that brain tumor actually melted into liquid, and they no longer needed to operate, and they didn't know what to do. So they gave her an antibiotic and sent her home. <laughs> how, how does a doctor explain a tumor melts? 
I don't know. I just know there was a lot of fighting going on amongst them. And so they called her in the next day and they said, we want to make sure. And so you come in and we're going to run another test. But it showed that it was now gone. Every time they did a, another test, it just made the testimony of her supernatural healing all the more powerful. You say the most powerful thing is speaking God's Word. Why is God's Word so powerful? Because it's truth. God's Word is the truth, and it's more powerful than our five senses, human reasoning. It's more powerful than, than feelings, and it's more powerful than any circumstance we are facing. And so when we speak God's Word into a situation, we are speaking His life, and, and it transforms the situation into a miracle. Okay. When we come back, there are many watching us or in the studio audience that have gotten really bad reports from doctors. I want to find out the first thing you advise people to do and, and what to, in other words, you just lay over them. Well, the doctor said it. It must be true. Maybe there's a higher truth. We'll be right back. Get ready to reserve your place on the Sid and Joyce Roth Appointment in Jerusalem Israel Tour, April 11th through the 21st, 2019. Keith Ellis, Diane Nutt, Kevin Zadai, and others will be on every bus with you, operating in the supernatural of God. Included will be a special glory Passover Seder meal. The reservations are filling up fast. Call now for the free brochure. Specify the Sid Roth Israel trip or visit our website at sidroth.org Israel. Come experience God's presence like never before. So you go to a doctor and he tells you something you didn't want to hear. It's literally a death sentence. Becky Dvorak, what advice do you give this person? Well, I say that you don't give the enemy the last word in your life. You need to take authority over the negative report. That doesn't mean you have to be rude to a doctor because, let's face it, you've gone to him for his advice, him or her for their advice. But if someone, if they tell you that there's no hope, you're going to die, whatever, you have the right on this earth, and I believe you have the responsibility in the supernatural realm to use your authority in Jesus and say, no, I am not going to die in Jesus' name. All right. Give me a real-life example. Uh, the, the boy that uh, had two weeks to live, he had two conditions. He had AIDS and he had tuberculosis. Yes. We received a boy. He must have been about 10 or 11 years old at the time in the children's home in Guatemala. And they, they run a children's home in Guatemala. Go ahead. Yes. So this boy came to us. He was his the HIV count in his blood was two and a half times more than what than the level that they consider AIDS, the last stage. Hmm. 
that that is tremendous. He's about ready to die. He is. And one of the opportunistic diseases that attacks someone in that situation is tuberculosis. And this was tuberculosis of the lungs because he was coughing up blood and all of that, which is very contagious. And so we received him. And I remember that that evening because he came late in the afternoon. And that evening, I remember I was holding Excuse him. Excuse me. Did you have the option not to receive him? Yes. So weren't you a little concerned? No. <laughs> Strong woman. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And so we, I remember holding him in my arms, and I was praying in the Holy Spirit. I was praying in tongues. And, and, and I, was, I renounced that spirit of death in him and that, and that HIV, AIDS, and the, and the tuberculosis and all of that that was happening in his body. And I was telling this little boy who was afraid. He didn't know where he was going. He was being told he was dying. And now he's with us, and he doesn't know who we are. And I'm telling him, it's okay. You're going to be okay. Jesus loves you. You're going to be okay. Don't be afraid. And the next morning, we had to take him to the hospital. And I started to testify to the doctor and the nurses in the room because they wanted to know who was I and what was my relationship to this boy. And so I explained it. And I was saying, but I said, I believe in healing. And I see miracles happen to people all over the world. And this little boy isn't going to be any different. And I'm not afraid of this. He's he's not going to die. He's going to be healed. And they were like, yeah, really? Are you sure? And this doctor started. He, he obviously was not a believer, and he didn't like the faith talk that I was speaking. And, and so I had to step out of the room while they put this tube down. And, and when the doctor came out, he had already started testing my faith, you know. And he came out of the, out of the room, and, and he held up this little bottle, this sample bottle, and he looked at me and he said, tuberculosis. This is classic tuberculosis. And the liquid that they pulled up out of his lungs, it was all peppered with all this little black specks all over. And I said, in Jesus' name, he doesn't have it. And he got mad at me and he said, tuberculosis, classic. And I said, in Jesus' name, he doesn't have it. And, and the doctor, he was left the room and he shouted out loud at me, tuberculosis. And I said, no, he doesn't have it in Jesus' name. And a few days later, we received these test results back. Now, this doctor didn't call us. He had someone else call us. <laughs> and there was no tuberculosis in his body. And they could not even find the HIV in his body either. It was that miraculous. What, what if you have a child that uh, is labeled autistic? Becky says she had a child labeled autistic, but she refused to label him that. Tell me Amen. about it. You're right. One of our adopted sons, Andres, he came to us when he was six and a half weeks old. And he had many, many problems. And as we were to find out, one of them was autism. I mean, he had the classic symptoms. He couldn't look you in the eye. He spun around in circles. Everything in his life had to spin. It was classic where he would have the tantrums that would last four or five hours, and it would, it would send me in tears. It was, it was so 
difficult of a situation. And, and my heart went out to him because I couldn't settle him down in the natural. And I remember Andres was now having another one of these tantrums that lasted for hours and hours. And, and, and I just had to just keep going about my daily business the best I could. And I remember I was changing one of the babies and I heard, I literally heard the spirit of God say to me, take your authority over that autistic spirit now. And when I heard it, I stopped what I was doing and I said, that's it. And so I pointed to him, I turned to him and I pointed to where he was. And, and I said, in Jesus' name, I renounce that autistic spirit in you now. And I command it to come out of you now in Jesus' name. The tantrum stopped, Sid. And he never, ever had another autistic fit ever again. What I think is so wonderful is that when you teach and people do what you tell them to do, for instance, tell me about the friend of a friend that had stage four cancer. Yes, this is amazing. Sometimes people think that only someone like myself in a healing ministry can do this. But no, that, that's not the truth. God wants all of his people to minister healing wherever we go. And that's part of the Great Commission, right? If you believe, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Well, anyway, I was um, men mentoring a young lady, and she's in Virginia. And, and she's been reading my books and listening to my tapes, and she comes to the healing seminars and all of that. And she emailed me, and she said, Becky, a friend of a friend just emailed me, and he ha just was told he has stage 4 cancer in the lungs, and, and there's no hope, and he's about to die. What do I do? And I, I wrote back to her, and I said, this is what you do, and this is what I've always told, I tell people to do. Number one, with, you, with the prophetic words of your mouth, you take and you renounce that spirit of death. You renounce that spirit behind that cancer, and you curse those cancerous tumors in Jesus' name, and you command them to be gone from his body, and you, and you declare that he's healed and made whole by the redemptive blood of Jesus. So this young lady did this. Well, that next week, the man went for another doctor appointment, and all the cancer was gone. You know, Becky has so much supernatural to share uh, that we've prepared a special extended segment that you can watch after this show. Just log on to SidRoth.org slash Becky. Now, when we come back, Becky is going to share with us the greatest revelation that she has received about how you can have miracles. And it's, it's, I'm going to tell you, most have never heard this before. And I'm going to have her pray for you, if that's okay. We'll be right back. Amen. 
Call now and get Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Through Becky Dvorak's brand new book, she draws upon her personal experience and timeless Bible teaching to help mentor you on how to prophesy your healing by using words charged with the power of God. You will learn how to open the supernatural prophetic toolbox God has given you. Create atmospheres of healing through faith-filled words. Release blessings and reverse curses. Understand and operate the law of the spoken word. Activate the prophetic gifts of the Spirit. Words of knowledge, faith declaration, praying in the Spirit to flow in the miraculous. The healing miracle that God wants to release to you may be just one word away. I wrote the book because people have been writing to me and asking me to teach them how to speak words over themselves that produce healing in their physical bodies. Becky Dvorak wants you to experience what she does on a daily basis. The dead coming back to life, incurable diseases healed, tumors disappearing, blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing, paralytics walking, and unusual and unexplainable miracles manifesting right before your eyes. Becky has prepared three dynamic messages in this powerful teaching. How to create a miracle. Do your words hurt or heal? Impartation for Miracles. The series includes Becky's powerful prayers of impartation. Now, many of you have heard teaching on speaking the right words, but you have never had the prayers written out for you. You have never had the insight she's learned from all her prayer and fasting as to, you see, it's all happening in the invisible world, and she makes it visible. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9585 or log on to to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, don't forget that after this program is over, you can log on to SidRoth.org slash Becky to watch a powerful extended version of this program. Uh, you know, Becky, uh, you had such a powerful revelation of the whipping post. Was this a vision? Was this, how, how did you receive it? I was ministering the Word of God concerning the, how the redemptive blood of Jesus, and I was on the topic of the whipping post from Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. And as I'm ministering this to the people, teaching the people, I see a vision and I hear God start speaking to me and he's asking me, did you ever read that Jesus was sick? Have we ever read Jesus was sick? No. No. 
And, and he said, it's because Jesus was an exceptional man of faith on this earth. He operated in faith anytime any sickness or disease would try come upon him. He did not allow it to enter into his body because he knew the power of life and death were in his words. And so when Jesus, when they started to whip him, what I saw, God was speaking to me and he said that sickness could not enter into his body because he was such a man of exceptional faith. And so those first initial whippings were to break down his human flesh so that sickness and disease could actually start to enter into his body. God actually told me that Jesus was being marinated with our sickness and with our disease. But the only way that that could even happen and to begin with happened because he gave a verbal permission with his words in the garden of Gethsemane when he said, not my will, but your will be done. It was our sickness, our disease that was entering to in, into his body so that we could be delivered and free from it so that we no longer have to have sickness and disease. And that is at the point where we received the power of life and death in our words over this sickness to say, no, not in my body in Jesus' name. Right now, pray a prayer for healing for those that are watching. Right now, in Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of death over your bodies and I release the spirit of life to enter in in Jesus' name for that man that is dealing with, with pancreatic cancer in Jesus' name. I renounce that cancer and I command it to come out of that pancreas in Jesus' name. And your pancreas is recreated and it functions perfectly normal in Jesus' name. And there is a woman and she is contemplating suicide because her your husband has been unfaithful. And I say in Jesus' name, the word of God says, choose life. You always choose life. I renounce that spirit of suicide that is over you right now in Jesus' name. And I release the ministering angels of the Holy Spirit into your, into your very presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you know that every word you speak is prophesying life or death concerning your future? What if every believer could defeat the powers of sickness by prophesying words of healing and receive healing for themselves or release it to others by simply speaking the prophetic words that God gives them? Now Becky wants to help you learn how to create an atmosphere for the miraculous in your everyday life. Call now and get Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Through Becky Dvorak's brand new book, she draws upon her personal experience and timeless Bible teaching to help mentor you on how to prophesy your healing by using words charged with the power of God. You will learn how to open the supernatural prophetic toolbox God has given you. Create atmospheres of healing through faith-filled words. Release blessings and reverse curses. Understand and operate the law of the spoken word. Activate the prophetic gifts of the spirit, words of knowledge, faith declaration, praying in the spirit to flow in the miraculous. The healing miracle that God wants to release to you may be just one word away. I wrote the book because people have been writing to me and asking me 
to teach them how to speak words over themselves that produce healing in their physical bodies. Through Becky Dvorak's exclusive three-part audio CD teaching, Becky shares that every word you speak actually prophesies either life or death. And with the power of this revelation, Becky Dvorak wants you to experience what she does on a daily basis. The dead coming back to life, incurable diseases healed, tumors disappearing, blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing, paralytics walking, and unusual and unexplainable miracles manifesting right before your eyes. Becky has prepared three dynamic messages in this powerful teaching. How to create a miracle. Do your words hurt or heal? Impartation for Miracles. The series includes Becky's powerful prayers of impartation. Now, many of you have heard teaching on speaking the right words, but you have never had the prayers written out for you. You have never had the insight she's learned from all her prayer and fasting as to, you see, it's all happening in the invisible world and she makes it visible. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9585 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Why, why do you have so much faith? Well, it started a long time ago on a journey to, to seek after more of God and His ways, and I desired to walk naturally in the supernatural because as I read in God's Word, people, you know, the people of God, it wasn't just occasional, but they they had a lifestyle of healing and miracles. And I prayed, and you know, I fasted, and I prayed, and I sought God on how to do this. And, and the more I read God's Word, what he taught me, number one, was my identity, who I was in Christ. And once you understand who you are in Christ, all of a sudden, that authority that we've always been told, you just need to exercise your authority. But it's you not, know it's hard to exercise your authority in Christ if you don't understand who you are actually in him. But once you understand your identity, that authority just supernaturally or naturally just kicks in. And you can then take your authority over Satan and all of his wicked works, including sickness and disease. She has another son, Marcus, that gets creative body parts. What happened to Marcus? Marcus, we received him when he was a day old. And he um, had already survived two abortion attempts, and the third attempt was at a hospital, and, 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 we, and they would have just removed him, but a Christian nurse gave a plan to this mother, and she said, please don't have this abortion. Please, if you really don't want this child, finish, off the, finish out the pregnancy. She only had a couple months left. And, and, and they said, if you really don't want him, we will find someone that does. And so we received this baby boy. We named him Marcos when he was one day old. And when Marcos was a month old, he died from sudden infant death syndrome. It's a long story that I don't have time to go into. But 
my husband, I walked in into sudden infant death syndrome where he was no longer breathing in. It was just mm -hmm. exhaling. And I don't know how long he had even been in that situation. And, you know, in the natural, you only have three minutes and before the body parts start to die off. And we lived out in a village. To get into the hospital in Guatemala City would have taken us a couple of hours because it was rush hour. So my husband had to go into a nearby town. And the hospitals there are, they don't have equipment, the people aren't trained, the basic necessities they lack. And when someone's not breathing, what do they need? Oxygen. Well, they didn't even have oxygen. And so they sent him to another hospital. Marcos was no longer breathing. And, and he was all blue and all of that. And, and he finds this hospital they send him to, and they, and they grab Marcos out of David's arms. And they race up the stairs, and my husband's following them. And they're working and working. They don't have the equipment, so they're just working on him manually. But too much time had gone by, and, and so much pressure was, had, had been inside of his heart and his lungs that they didn't stop. They literally exploded into pieces, and his lungs came up in little pieces out of his nose with his blood, and he had been pronounced dead. I had no way of knowing that, because at that time we did not even have cell phones. And, but what I did do the minute they walked out the door, I started to pray in tongues. There's prophetic power when we pray in tongues. I know Christians, a lot of Christians balk at it, but it is a tool that we need to get back to the basics and start operating in the prophetic realm and use every gift that he's given to us. It's powerful. And I was praying in the spirit, and I had prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for a long time in the spirit until I broke into the realm of God. Into, into the tangible realm of God. And he called out my name, just like I'm speaking to you. And he said, Becky. And I said, what? I said, he said, you need to come against the spirit of death over Marcos now. I had no idea of what was going on. I didn't even know he had been pronounced dead yet. I just knew the situation was bad. And so I heard myself say, in Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of death over Marcos, and I release the spirit of life. And then I heard the spirit of God say inaudibly to me again, he said, now, Becky, now you need to speak to Marcos' spirit directly. Sid, no one had ever taught me that other than during all the praying and fasting, I was reading in God's word that Jesus spoke the word. He sent the word and the people were healed. And so I didn't question what I heard the spirit of God say to do. I just heard myself say these words, Marcos, I know in the physical realm, there's a distance between us, but in the spirit realm, there's no distance. Marcos, I need you to start breathing on your own. I didn't know what was happening. I said, Marcos, I need you to start breathing on your own now. And I said, breathe, breathe, breathe. And this spirit of God, this peace just came upon me in such a tangible manner. And it wasn't a feeling. It was a place. It was a tangible place with God, that peace that surpasses all understanding. It was in his presence, Sid. And as we were to find out hours later that 
when my husband came to get me and somebody was going to watch all the kids so that I could actually go wherever Marcos was, my husband started to tell me the story. And Marcos had been pronounced dead, just as I said to you. And no one was even trying to work with him anymore. He was just laying in his blood as it was flowing out of him with pieces of his lungs. And my, they walked my husband over to another part of the hospital where he had to sign paperwork so the coroner could come and do his job. And But the Holy Spirit is speaking to me in my room, and he's saying, say this now, say this now. And I did what he said. And out of nowhere, Sid, no one is working with Marcos. There's no medical equipment. They don't even have it. And all of a sudden, Marcos just takes his big, deep breath. <gasps> And the doctors and my husband and everybody turned and they were like, what? And they went running to him. You tell me, how could someone whose heart and lungs exploded into pieces and was dead, how could he breathe? It was the spirit of life because I renounced the spirit of death. I commanded it out of his body and I released that spirit of life and it started breathing for him. And it's a very long story, but we believe for a recreated heart, we received it. Recreated set of lungs, we received them. Recreated kidneys, we received them. And a recreated brain, and he has it. Wow. Healing isn't just for me to minister. God says, if you believe that you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And in order for you to minister healing successfully, number one, you have to learn what, what God taught me. Number one, you have to know who you are in Christ. And once you know your identity in Christ, you can operate in his authority. Why would it be so important for you to understand your identity in Christ before operating in his authority? So often I remember being a young Christian and they would say, just, just operate in your authority. You've been given authority. And, and we knew that, but we didn't understand what that even meant. We didn't know what to do with that knowledge. And, and what God taught me through all the times of prayer and fasting, he first taught me who I was in Christ. And he gave me this example of a sheriff. Now, a sheriff has a badge and it represents authority. But if that person doesn't know that they are the sheriff, they haven't a clue how to operate in that authority. They don't even understand what that badge of authority even is. And so first, a sheriff has to understand that he or she are a sheriff, right? Once they understand that they are a sheriff and what a sheriff actually does and what they've, the power, they, the authority they've been given, then they can naturally activate the authority, the, 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 the power of that badge. And that's what we need to do. We need to know who we are in Christ. As far as Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28 says, God created us in his image. That word image means mere image. The New Testament says, as Jesus is, so are we on this earth. Many people believe, well, I'll be healed when I'm in heaven. And I say, no, you won't. There's no sickness to be healed from in the first place in heaven. You're not taking your earthly baggage with you. 
it's here on this earth that you are to operate in this authority and have dominion and subdue the power of Satan on this earth. And so you first have to know your identity in Christ and then the authority of Christ. And then with the authority, with, with, with the power of faith, you release the prophetic and healing power of your words because every word you speak is either prophesying life or it's prophesying death. And you choose, you get to choose. If you want to walk in sickness, you continue to seek, you continue to speak sickness and symptoms. If you want healing, you call those things that are not as though they were. You no longer mention the sickness or the disease and you declare those things that are not in Jesus name. You are healed and you are made whole in the name of Jesus. And that's how you minister healing and miracles to people by faith. You have such tenacity and ferociousness against the devil in healing. I'm going to ask you to pray and you come against just about every disease that you have seen healed. In Jesus name, I renounce the power of Satan that is attacking your body. I command those blind eyes to be opened those and see those deaf ears to open up and to hear the muted voices to open up that tongue be loosed and you speak in Jesus name. We command epilepsy to be gone and cancers to be gone in the name of Jesus. I command all arthritis out of these bodies and broken bones to be mended in the name of Jesus. Creative miracles take place. The brain is recreated. The memory is restored 100% in Jesus' name. And, and the spines are realigned in Jesus' name. And crooked bones are made straight and made whole for the glory of our God. Cancer, diabetes, Lyme's disease, it doesn't matter, the label, autism, alcoholism, epilepsy, whatever it is, in Jesus' name, we curse this disease, we curse it at its very root and its seed, and we curse the power behind the label of the disease in Jesus' name. And we say, receive the healing power of the Holy Spirit into your body 100%, and you be totally, completely delivered, healed, and set free for the glory of Jesus. Amen and amen. Next week on It's Supernatural. You know, many believe that there's a difference between encountering the glory realm and engaging in spiritual warfare. You know, but God has called us to experience both. And it's called glory warfare. And in this place, I really want you to hear there is no defeat. There's victory. So if you're ready for victory, be sure to join me on the next It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. It's going to be an awesome time where you will be empowered to encounter the glory realm for victory. Mm -hmm.